I am so fucking happy to be joining you on this Sunday, the Lord's Day. And traditionally, I think I would start this by saying we have drifted, you know, obviously farther and farther from God's light, but not today. Because yesterday, and I guess into today, there was a confirmation um, that Jared, the goof goff, he's gone. He's out of L.A. Big time trade. First of, I guess, this offseason, I guess you could say. Um, Jared Goff, two first-round picks, one in 2022, one in 2023, and a third-round pick, a compensatory pick. The Rams actually got this pick, one of two, from the Lions themselves already. Um, when the assistant GM, Brad Holmes, went over to be the GM of the Lions in Detroit. So the way that the NFL works, um, people, I think, understand compensatory picks. If you have a good player, a free agent, you let him walk and he gets paid a certain amount by another team in the league. Um, Depending on kind of how much he got paid, if it's a big-time contract, you'll get a compensatory pick. Um, So similar to the Rams, if you know the team, they traded for um, Dante Fowler. And we let him walk last year to Atlanta. He signed like a three-year, $50 million deal. We're going to get a third, right? So we have a bunch of compensatory picks, but I'll get to that in a second. Um, But one of them, um, we're we're giving them back. So it's not necessarily ours originally. I believe ours originally isn't even on the table. I think it's with Jacksonville to begin with. Um, The Rams only own their second and their sixth outside of these compensatory ones that are going to be announced probably in the next two weeks. Um, so I'm excited, right? Like what's the first thing? Obviously excitement. Jared Goff is a bum. Um, I don't necessarily know what the subreddit's saying. I went into it a little bit earlier today. It was a little bit, you know, washed like, thanks Jared. Thank you for that one game, you know, like three years ago. Whereas I'm not on that camp. Um, I've had friends, loved ones, strangers, acquaintances, everybody in between, kind of give me the business on Goff throughout his entire existence up until this point. Um, when he was drafted, you know, people said he looked weird. Um, then he was on hard knocks and he didn't necessarily know, you know, which way the sun, you know, goes. A little bit of a problem, but again, right, denial. I'm like, no, he's, he, no, he's fine. You know, screen passes for interceptions every year. No, 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 he's fine. Um, but you know, the NFL is, is the meritocracy. It is the, what have you done for me lately? And he hasn't done shit. If you look at the team, right? 10 and six, but Rams had the number one scoring and number one total defense in terms of yardage and scoring. Um, that's on par with the jets, Rex Ryan's jets in like, Oh nine, you're talking the Ravens, um, early two thousands, like 2000 season. I believe they won the super bowl. That was a one and one team. So, you know, the Bucks with Gruden, that one, with that Derrick Brooks, Warren Sapp team, Rondé Barber. So you're talking about a defense of that quality. And they won 10 games. And they beat a team, right? I mean, if if we probably played any other team outside of Seattle, that's, that's an L. Um, we just match up with them well. And we ran the ball down their throat with Cam Akers. Um, but you can't ask. I mean, he's – Goff is Trent Dilfer. Except the problem is Trent Dilfer is not a one-year, you know, journeyman's contract where he still has to take, you know, sign things under the table at a sports, a sports authority. Um, Jared is money, and that's part of the problem. So how did we get here, right? Considering he is a player, 
that, you know, not even three years ago, the Rams put all this money into, they invested all this money into him. Um, you know, how did we get here? So Jared's contract specific to, in accordance with all these other ones that happened, you look over the summer, right? It actually started coincidentally with Matthew Stafford. He got paid. Jimmy G got paid. Aaron Rodgers got paid. And they all started wanting up one upping each other um, to the point now where you have certain players that got caught up in it once golf that, you know, are in that window and don't necessarily deserve that money. Um, Goffs in particular isn't necessarily the highest number. However, it is a ton of guarantees. So over the next two seasons, he has 67 million guaranteed. Um, you know, bro, no, right. I think Kirk Cousins is a more efficient player. You look at statistically, um, Jared Goff last season, QB rating of 90, um, 20 touchdowns, 13 picks, not even 4,000 yards. He went nine and six. I mean, you're talking again with the number one defense and with a run game that although it was split between Darrell Henderson, who is off to her and he'll probably continue to be that way, and Cam Akers, who came on late. I mean, it was really up to McVay on who he wants to give the ball to. Um, again, right, so Alex, they split carries. Um, combined, they ran for 1,300 yards on 4.4. So the run game's fine. You, you put that in with Malcolm Brown, who had five touchdowns on also four yards over four yards of carry. Um, really no excuse. Uh, Cooper Cup was hurt a lot this year. Jo- uh, Josh Reynolds, excuse me. I hope we walk again. I keep saying we. I apologize. I'm literally like a, a retard on his couch, just bloviating. But um, the Rams in general, I hope move on from him. I don't necessarily think he's a good player. He dropped the ball uh, literally against the Packers, and that was really the last play that kind of sealed the deal. Jared obviously couldn't move the ball because he's terrible. Um. So considering that, um, I, I saw some things today. I just actually went on Reddit. Sam Monson of PFF fame. He's he's the little one, not the one that has the long Jerry curl hair that's like six foot nine. Um, that looks like a sexual predator. He's the other one, the Irish one that's like five foot four. Um, also does look like a sexual predator. Um, so at PFF underscore Sam, quote, it can't be overstated how good of a deal this is for Detroit. You can construct a solid case for moving on from Stafford anyway. They got two firsts, a third, and a QB who is seen as a punchline right now, but as a former number one pick, he's a reclamation project slash bridge QB. Okay. First off, I mean, I'm looking at his AV right now. He's got a wrestling mask on. Like, bro, you're like 47. Like, you go to parent-teacher conferences. Get it together. Secondly... I, unfortunately, have to watch every single Rams game. I assume you don't, right? I assume you're a good person who isn't like, why would I do that, right? Their jerseys are gross. Their quarterback breathes through his mouth. Why would I do that? They're on the other side of the country. I do it every time, unfortunately. Volokit.com. It's good for mobile as well. Um, and Jared was bad this year. I think last year... Again, part to, part of the denial I spoke about as a Rams fan that you go through is he was even worse in 2019, which I think people forget about. Um, again, we didn't make the playoffs coming off that Super Bowl run. We went nine and seven. He threw for 4,600 yards, but uh, 22 touchdowns only and, and 16 interceptions. Again, Jared's touchdown percentage over the past two seasons is less than four percent. For his career, it's 4.4 percent. He's not 
he's just not that guy. He is a system quarterback. He is a Kirk Cousins. I think he's accurate. I think he's tall. I think he sees the field. And he is, I guess, relatively smart on paper. But when you watch him, he's not mobile. He doesn't necessarily have that like gamer, like Baker Mayfield, kind of just turn it on switch. I really haven't seen it. You look at his playoff statistics. I know he has one. Um, but for his playoff career, he has thrown more touchdowns, excuse me, more interceptions than he has touchdowns. So again, he's not, you know, it's not like, well, he turns it on. He's, he's clutch in the playoffs. No, he's not. Um, so I think the consistency right of last season, then coming into this season and he's just as bad continued issues. I mean, some of these games, his game against Miami this season on the road was very embarrassing. Um, his total line, 35 of 61. Again, a lot of this is garbage. 355 yards, one touchdown, two picks. I believe he was sacked six times in that game. Fumbled twice. Um, you look at San Francisco, week 12, 19 of 31, under 200 yards, two picks, no touchdowns. Um, he's just not. He's just not it, right? I think if, um, I think if you're a fan of anybody, right? I, th- I think he's statistically on that room with Teddy Bridgewater, um, with Kirk Cousins. I don't even think he's there with Jimmy G. Jimmy G's knees are paper, similar in a way to Sam Bradford, but he's very talented. When he plays, they win. I know they do, but when you watch Jimmy and they lose, it's not his fault. Whereas when you watch the Rams, every time they lose, it's Jared's fault. And I know that this becomes a context thing with narratives where it's like, well, you know, Matt Stafford hasn't won games and he's a good quarterback and Jared has won games and he's not a good quarterback. So like, what's the standard? You know, I don't get it. Um... And again, it's about the context. You know, I've watched the games. I have friends that have, unfortunately, have made watch games with me. The guy sucks. Um, I, I, talk, I talked about that Miami game. I talked about San Francisco. There's weeks where, as a Rams fan, as somebody that you're watching, you know Jared on the first drive how he's going to be for the rest of the game. Um, he has this look about him, the way he walks, the way he sulks around, where it's similar to like an Eli thing. Again, I grew up in a New York market tri-state area so seeing that kind of thing and seeing how it can permeate to your play on the field and then how easy it is to connect it when he does do those things he's super awkward you know it doesn't he's not rah-rah he, he makes terrible boneheaded plays he doesn't necessarily do those things that you're seeing that he needs to to make up for the fact that you always have to go to bat for him statistically and uh, on the contrary you got matt stafford absolute gamer my concern as a Rams fan was, is he healthy? And then I went to his pro football focus, and in his career, um, outside of 2019, he started 16 games in 9 of 11 seasons. He got hurt in 2010. He played three games, came back one player of the year, 2011, threw for over 5,000 yards and 41 touchdowns. Obviously, he can bounce back. But 2019 stuff scares me. It has to do with his back specifically. Um, I think he had a flare up. Something's going on. Something where they had to shut it down. Now, part of that can be Matt Patricia. That 
that uh, Patriot way where they're hush hush about stuff and really Matt's fine, but they just kind of want to do it their own way. Like, no, you're not going to play, you know, because they, I guess the whole time thought that they were a good team when the rest of the league knew that they were an absolute joke. Um, but Matt Stafford over the past two seasons, he's thrown for 45 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. His touchdown rate over the past two seasons is over 5%. His interception rate over the past two seasons, excuse me, over the past five seasons is less than 2%. Whereas Jared Goff over his last two seasons, the interception percent is over 2.5%. So again, this is like autistic, you know, nerd stuff, but I'm giving you, um, you know, kind of the high level, you know, the, the numbers bear this out. The numbers are bearing out what I'm seeing. Um, it's not necessarily a deviation. I don't think this is a contrarian point here. I think it's me like an alcoholic or something coming to a realization that, wow, uh, my franchise quarterback that I spent a hundred dollar Jersey on that my dog has a Jersey of, you know, I got people involved. I got people that love me, that love this team. And they have to accept that he's garbage. And it's hard. I think lastly, to wrap this up, right? Yeah, I mean, you understand my perspective. Jared sucks. Uh, Matthew Stafford's a gamer. Shout out to his wife. Yeah, he doesn't even have an Instagram. I mean, this is a Texas boy, 6'3", 220. Um, you know, outside of that one year, he really doesn't have injury issues. He's going to play out the remainder of his contract. He's not going to get a new one per the Rams today. Um, it's two years, 43 million. Again, that's opposed to Jared's 67 million guaranteed over the next two seasons. So the lions are basically eating that cap space and agreeing to be like, okay, I bet if we're good enough as a staff, we can get Jared to play okay enough to where we can manage this thing long-term and do the rebuild. Right. Um, Jared can do that. He is a game manager, but again, that contract is a complete albatross. And if he continues to be inconsistent in a different market, especially one that's, you know, that blue collar, uh, they're not going to fuck around with that. And Jared plays fucking terribly in cold weather. His hands are nine inches, which is one of the smallest in the league for starting quarterbacks. Uh, go ahead at home. If you, if it's like, how do they measure that? It's from your pinky. Um, you know, if you, if you stretch your hand out as far as possible, like you're trying to palm a basketball, it goes from the, the tip of your thumb to the tip of your pinky. And they measure that similar to the way you'd measure like an HDTV or something. And that is, is, and that's the depth. So, you know, nine inches in the cold. He's a Cali boy. He's not used to it. Again, they play in a dome, but it's it's not them. It's um it's their opponents. And I'm thinking specifically of uh, the Packers. I mean, you know, the Bears. I mean, that those are just that's four L's a year if you're a Detroit fan. Um, hopefully, they take a quarterback in this year's draft. But again, so the Rams are better on cap space moving forward. Um, they're still going to let John Johnson walk, which I'm fine with. A lot of people are walking from the coaching staff. The Rams have lost their uh, run game coordinator on offense, went to Seattle. Their pass game coordinator went to be the OC in Seattle, left D.C. Brandon Staley left to be a head coach. Offensive coordinator Kevin Kevin O'Connell left to go be an OC in some capacity with the Chargers. Um, so that's about four. Uh, Aubrey Pleasant. Went to the Lions to be their pass game coordinator on defense and court and like a DB coach. A lot of people. Um, so being a Rams fan again, it's in. There, there's always flux going on. Shout out to Les. Uh, I saw that meme. Fuck them picks. I mean, it honestly is hashtag fuck them picks. Uh, Rams haven't had a first round pick since 2016. 
They've all been traded since in the team. Um, I mean, me as a fan of since that time, you know, 17, 18, uh, 19, 20, they're, you know, they're one in four out of six. Um, and they've made the playoffs three or four years. And the one year they didn't make it, they would have with the new rules. So um, nothing to worry about. I do like McVay overall, especially seeing a lot of these hires around the league. Um, it's been a weird year. I, I'm, I'm not I'm not necessarily beating the drum for Eric Bieniemy. Um, he has a ton of DUI. I think he has two DUIs. He had a sexual assault case. Um, I am not Team Eric Bieniemy. Actually, if if you know I were a Jet fan, I was a Houston fan. I'm kind of glad you dodged that bullet. Um, you know, Houston decided to take the Russian roulette bullet, and, and they did dodge it, but they just it, they, they shot themselves in the knee. Uh, that David Colley guy, I have no idea who he is. He's never been a coordinator. Um, that's not going to work. Um, I do believe in Detroit. Um, I do believe in the New York Jets. Um, Arthur Smith is no joke. However, that staff, let's see if it gels. It's a new scheme on both sides. And he's a little dry. I watched their press conference, um, you know, son of like a billionaire. So it's like, I'm like, loosen up, dude. Right? Like, this isn't an interview. Like, bro, do, like you want a Siggy or something? Like, just relax. It's fine. Show me some personality. I don't need you to win every question that's asked of you. Um, so, yeah, very exciting right now. I hope there's more trades going on. Obviously, Deshaun Watson with Houston, who we just discussed as being floated out there. Uh, something crazy that I saw with him is that the team isn't going to let him out of his contract. Obviously, they just paid him, and they're not going to trade him. Uh, so, <laughs> like, I don't know if they have. Like, I don't think their GM has Twitter because he's a psycho. He has those AOC crazy eyes. Um, you know, he probably writes letters to people. He's from New England. We'll see how that goes. It's going to be fun. All right, coaches to your list. Um, the unfortunate thing of the information era is the information um, I've sat around. You know, COVID, it is what it is. Is it real? Is it not? Do I sneeze? Do I not sneeze? You know, these are questions I can't answer. However, what I'm getting at, I've watched all of these press conferences, unfortunately. Better or worse, um, I think it's one of the most exciting things about the NFL is the team building aspect. It's what always drew me into the NFL over college is that in college, the best players leave. And in the NFL, you get a chance to build a team over time with the best players. Um, so a lot of these teams in the off season um, had openings. So I wanted to go through each of the hirings and go through and grade them for you, put them in a tier list. Um, I don't do D tier because that's weak shit. Like, it's either failing or it's a C in my opinion. Like I don't um, like, how do you justify a D like, it's just weird and uncomfortable. And even me saying it right now, it's just, it, it, we're killing it off. It's done. It's gone. Right. So no team D. So it's a S tier is a thing though. I don't know if we'll use it. I don't necessarily, I haven't graded these yet. I'm going to go through them with you live. So let's get them started. Um, First tire here is Robert Salah. Sale. I think it's Salah. Um, big all gas, no brakes guy. Pretty reused. That's a, that's that's been used before. Um, as a Rams fan, I think Jeff Fisher used that. Bad connotation. Um, 
Overall, though, Salah's a good guy, young, tons of energy. Uh, lastly, in San Fran, really rebuilt that defense. Richard Sherman, they have some good veterans there. Fred Warner is a third-round pick, middle linebacker, one of the most underrated players in the league. Uh, he flies around. He's from BYU. He's like a Mormon, so he's out there. He'll tackle you and like read a Bible verse or, or some shit too. Um, love it, but he's he like rips his headset off. He's like and he's yoked. Um, he has a routine where he runs up and down the stadium, no matter if it's on the road, home. Uh, like run up the steps and stuff and do kind of his physical routine. Again, he's in shape, um, very disciplined, good staff, not great staff. He brought over the the interim D coordinator with Atlanta. They fixed that defense. If you watched Atlanta once uh, that bum Dan Quinn got fired, um, once he was canned, the defense got better. Part of that is uh, that D.C. Morris, Raheem Morris, who is now with the Rams. Thank God. We're switching back to a 4-3. Um, but the other guy there is Ulrich, and he's a former NFL player. Called plays for Raheem Morris. They tag teamed it. They fixed that defense. Keanu Neal, some good guys actually came up and played at an all pro level. Um, offensively, he brought over Matt LaFleur, head coach at the Green Bay Packers' little brother. They look nothing alike. Um, he's been with Shanahan for eight years, so I have really good vibes about that. I'm a little bit, honestly, more sold in the offense right now than the defense. I think they'll keep it simple to bring that Shanahan zone run game, some play action stuff. Hopefully, they get Deshaun Watson or bring in a new quarterback. Um, press conference, surprisingly boring. Do not watch this. Would not recommend. Very scripted. Christopher Johnson. Uh, he, he, he's wily. Like, I, I don't, I don't know how to read him. I feel like he might roofie me. Um, Joe Douglas looked hilarious. He was exploding out of his, uh, his, his suit. Um, it, it fit him, but he was exploding. Um, Overall, though, Robert Sala to the New York Jets as a hire. I'm going to go ahead and give an A. There, I just typed it in the A category. So not S tier. I don't think this is a McDermott hire. I do think it's one of the best ones from this offseason. Again, the press conference to me was a little bit uninspired. The hirings don't blow me away, so I, th- so I do put it in the A tier. But I think you're going to see a good improvement from this team and a really good rebuild overall. Okay, next up tier list, we have the Chargers. Um, Low-key, worst jerseys in the league. Nobody watches their games because they're weird, and they fired their coach, and their quarterback, I think, does Morris code to communicate. I've never seen him talk in my entire life. Justin Herbert, great player, silent leader, Jared Goff type. See how that worked out for him. Um, They went ahead and poached McVay's defensive McVay on his staff. Brandon Staley, he's 38 years old, a uh, good guy. He is a former collegiate play caller at John Carroll, I believe at James Madison as well. Those are both really good Division II programs. Um, shouts out if you're like a fullback uh, and you run like a 4-9 because this dude was probably scheming up some blitzes against you. Um, but he's, he, he's a 3-4 guy. He was with Vic Fangio uh, in Chicago and Denver. He did do really good with this defense. At first, I was yelling at my television as a Rams fan weeks like one through three about it being soft. However, they were really well coached. And I think on the back end, I think if you go back and you're a Chargers fan, if you watch the Rams defense, what you're going to see that you really like is the, is the marrying between the rush and the scheme behind it, like the coverage. So if we do a blitz, a lot of times you'll see like a press man that's attached to it. 
And it's just, it's so simple to say that, right? But it's just done so well. Um, you know, no broken assignments, uh, rookies playing really well, playing fast, um, and consistent, just consistent week to week, no matter who we played, that defense was going good. So I do like it. Um, he did bring over offensively, like I said, Kevin O'Connell um, from the Rams. He was with – he's a Jay Gruden guy, former uh, collegiate guy at San Diego State. He was drafted by the Patriots. Uh, again, so a younger dude. McVay liked him. He worked with Jared this year, saw how that was. I'm not sold on it. He also was with uh, um, – quarterback for Washington that got canned. I'm drawing a blank. You're literally screaming at me right now for his name. Oh my goodness. Ohio State, 15th overall. Dwayne Haskins. (laughs) Yeah. So he worked with him too. So not really sold on that. He got a young defensive guy. Um, Again, he's going to be calling the defensive plays. It's his scheme. I know it's going to be solid. Offensively, I'm a little bit worried. Um, I don't necessarily know why you would switch up that staff on Herbert. Herbert was absolutely phenomenal. Um, Pep Hamilton and Shane Striken, I believe his name is. That guy looks like a serial killer. I don't know how to spell his last name, but look him up. I believe he's going to Philly right now with the Eagles. Um, So, again, don't trust that offensive staff. Love what they're going to do on defense. I think it shores it up. Is it a big upgrade over Anthony Lynn? I don't know. Maybe. I'm not a big fan of Anthony Lynn, but I thought he was fine. You know, I thought you could have given him another year or two. I I didn't like Gus Bradley, but I thought that offense with that rookie, I mean, I don't know why you pulled a plug on that at that time. Hopefully they can keep it going. Uh, Hopefully not. If you don't like them, I don't necessarily do. Again, their jerseys are gross. Fuck Spanos. Um, I'm going to give this one a B. I don't necessarily think they killed the pooch, screwed the pooch, banged the pooch. You know, don't abuse your dog. All right. It's fucked up. I have a rescue. His name's Bubba. Um, whom I love dearly. But yeah, I'm gonna give them a B. Uh so middle of the tier. So again, they're below the the Jets at an A, and I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna get, go ahead and give them a B for the Chargers, Brandon Staley. All right, moving on. Atlanta, the Falcons, also jerseys. I don't know. Weird kind of. They got that gradient thing. Not my favorite. I love Matty Ice. They're clearly going to move on from him. Um, And again, they might not this year, but I mean in general with the Arthur Smith era. Again, Arthur Smith, I talked about him a little bit in the previous thing. Kind of a serial killer vibe. Good, pretty good press conference. He's direct and answer questions. Good recall. He's smart. I know that offense was fantastic. Uh, You know, a little bit dry. And he, the, the defensive staff he's bringing over is old. They, they are accomplished. It's Dean Pease. Uh, he was last with the Titans um, in 2019, I believe. He was retired, so he's old. He's in his 70s. Um, you know, good 3-4 guy. He was with uh, the Ravens before that. So good, good, good concept. You know, you know football. You know those teams. You know their schemes. They're solid. Um, he's going to handle the offense. They need to get that run game. He talked about committing to the run game. I'm sure that's how he won that job was saying, you know, I don't give a fuck about Matt Ryan and his weird, you know, skinny legs. Julio Jones is like 39, has like four kids. Like he, he why are we doing 17 go balls to him again? It's third and three. Um, they have Ito Smith running the ball, the ghost of Todd Gurley and Brian Hill from Wyoming. 
Do you know any of those people? Okay. I could have made that up. I could have made up the third person. He's real, but I could have made that up. You'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, no run game. Um, the last time they even had a semblance of a run game to me is Michael Turner. And even before that, it's work done. So outside of Mike Vick being an absolute savage, they got to get back to that. You know, they, they need, it, it, it's few and far between for that organization that they're committed to that. Again, the defense is old. I little, I worry about it a little bit. They're going to be switching to a three, four. They were a four, three, um, a bad one at that. So, you know, maybe anything's up. Um, they don't necessarily, I believe, have an issue with capital. I do know that their cap space is a nightmare, really, really bad. Um, so they're either going to strip strip it down into a true rebuild, or I think that they're going to have to move some guys and get compensated for it, like a Matt Ryan, like a Julio Jones. Um, I mean, they, they brought in guys last year like Dante Fowler on defense, absolute bust. They had a defensive end that they drafted, Tack McKinley. He's that guy that was the meme where he like brought that photo of his grandma up on the draft stage and was like, "That's," he's like, "That's my grandma," and everybody was like, "Oh, oh. I mean, we assume it's your grandma. Otherwise, you just have a random photo of some woman on stage. I mean, um, you know that that's kind of offensive. Let's play this right now." Uh, but again, I'm going to play this for you for Tack McKinley, but regardless of that, he's been an absolute bust. So defensively, they're a nightmare. They're switching schemes. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give Atlanta for this coaching hire a B. It would be a C for a lot of reasons, but Arthur Smith offensively is a wizard. Oh, here's the photo. Defensive players. If you're a Raiders fan, listen to your GM bloviate about a guy that has four career sacks in three seasons they took in the first round. Ew. That's what I do with foam. This basically is a job interview. It's like the last confirmation that a team has that you're not a raving lunatic. And, you know, I don't know if he's quelling any of those rumors right now. He's terrible. He's really bad. And so are the so are the Raiders defensively as well. And so is their GM. So shots fired. Again, I'm going to give Atlanta a B. Most likely, if there was a superlative in the NFL yearbook, most likely to be eliminated as an NFL team and moved to a Division One AA team that plays outside of Fargo, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, an absolute. This team is an absolute mess. They started the season one and zero. They beat a good team. I believe they beat the Colts. Um, went on to lose 15 straight. Doug Marone was their coach and offensive line guy. He's an old school. Tom Coughlin, Boston College, Northeast. You know, how you doing? You know, Park Gone, Harvard Yard. 
They went one in 15. Their GM is a boob. Believe it or not, the guy that drafted Blake Bortles was still calling shots there as of like four weeks ago. Let that settle. Yeah, he's still the same guy that drafted TJ Yeldon. Drafted that USC, Marquise Lee, that USC safety. These guys are early second round picks. They were terrible. Dante Fowler was a bust. It's part of the problem, but they cleaned house. I don't necessarily know if they have a new GM now. They've been tied to some people, but in their introductory press conference, their owner, Shad Khan, talked about how they need to be a coach-centric team. Urban Meyer is that coach. He is that face. He's that name. I'm going to be interested in the team. I was interested in the press conference. I thought Urban did great. The one thing he didn't necessarily answer directly was his health which I don't think he can. It was a little bit of a personal question. Um, my girlfriend works in, in media. And when she, I was listening to this, I was listening to him talk. And when she, when uh, the reporter asked him that question, she was like, that's, that's like completely unethical. Um, but if you know Urban Meyer, you know, he had stuff related to his heart or whatever, when he was at both Florida and Ohio state stress, et cetera, which, the way that the format is in college, you lose one game, you're out. So the pressure that builds week to week in doing that and building this program, I'm sure, does mount. However, uh, the NFL isn't like that and it is a longer process. Um, he spoke highly of Shad Khan. Shad Khan, excellent facial hair, if you Google him. Um, press conference, again, like I said, went well. I believe in them. They're taking their time with this staff. Um I don't believe they have a defensive or offensive coordinator. They were linked to Scott Linehan, who I like, you know, under control. If, if he's not, he's not bad. Like, you can do worse. He's To me, if he was back in the league, he'd be like the 14th best OC, maybe 12th. So he's like one of the better ones. Um, he's just old. And I don't necessarily think the ceiling is there. But if you get a young guy with him like Trevor Lawrence, you can do a lot of things. Um, they talked for about... Uh, 30, 30 minutes or so. It was one of the longer press conferences. Um, I do like to hear him speak. I would like to play for him if I had a modicum of athleticism or talent or charm or thought, you know, really anything. Um, let's listen to him speak a little bit. Speaking with him, uh, I've also spoke to several of my very close friends in the head coach that are head coaches in the NFL. And, uh, but Jimmy Johnson was fantastic. Trade the number one pick for Alex Smith. This is a monumental moment, Urban. I'm going to give this an S. I think as long as he doesn't fuck up his coordinators, they're going to get this thing right with the with the with the quarterback, with the coach, with the organization. I love it. S tier. 
Oh my goodness, we have the Eagles up next. Shouts out my boy, Zach. All right, I'm going to have to get into it. Um, from a high-level perspective, I like Sirianni as a human, as a coach, for my team, for, for, for any team. Um, is it weird that he is from the same tree of the last coach that they just had a problem with that fizzled out? Yes. Was his press conference terrible? Yes. Is his beard, you know, not what you really want it to be? Yes. Why does he use, it appears to be a Sharpie like on his visor like Matt Nagy? I don't know. But he has worked with Andrew Luck. That year with Andrew Luck, his last year before he got hurt in 2018, he threw 39 touchdowns, over 4,200 yards, I believe, and good good uh, completion percentage, 69%. Best of his career. Philip Rivers, been in the league a long time. RIP him. And again, not RIP. I mean, he, he's, he's pretty much dead to me, right? He'll fade into obscurity. He has like 13 kids. He'll be healthy and happy. You know, he's fine. But to me right now in my existence and watching him fucking weirdly shovel that pass around, it's gone forever. Um, you know, Sirianni worked with him. Highest completion percentage of his career as well. The main reason why they hired him, though, is because he is going to be a yes man for that front office. The power struggle that was... Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman to the fan was kind of 50-50, but in the end, obviously, they, they, they chose Howie. And the fact that, you know, Howie's tied to Wentz, um, Peterson was more open to, to Hertz, which I would be. I think Hertz is, at this point in their career, is a better player. I don't necessarily know why you have to spend all this energy and time on Wentz just because you're, you're paying him. You just saw the Rams do what they need, needed to do to get creative when, he, when the quarterback wouldn't take a pay cut. I think you could do the same if you're Wentz. Uh, excuse me if you're the Eagles. Um, but Sirianni's good. He's bringing over uh, Gannon, or Gallon, excuse me, uh, defensive coordinator. He's bringing him over from Indianapolis, who had a great, excellent staff. Um, he worked with DBs. I think you look at Philadelphia, their issues aren't in that front seven. It's on that back end. So I think bringing somebody in that has some familiarity with that is going to be great. Um, this is a full-blown rebuild, though. Again, they brought in Sirianni to be a yes man from a quarterback perspective, right? That's where the team is. That's where the money is. That's where the fans want to. It's either going to be Wentz's team and they're going to make it work, or he's going to be paid so much that they can't, they're going to have to deal with it. And then with Hertz, they have to make it work. It, it's really one or the other, and Sirianni's good enough to make it, to make it work with one. Um, uh, you know, Per SI, he's assembling a good staff. Uh, they retained the offensive line coach, Jeff Stoutland, um, they plucked Florida offensive coordinator Brian Johnson to be with the quarterbacks. He just was with Kyle Trask in college, who probably should have won the Heisman. Kyle Trask is going to be a first-round pick, if not a top-40 pick. That Florida offense, when you look at it from an efficiency standpoint and all the players that came through into the NFL that had an impact, Van Jefferson on the Rams, P. Ryan, that running back on the Jets, um, that's a good program down there. And uh, Trask is going to add to that and getting someone that had a hand in those people's success um, is good. So I think the Eagles, from a staff perspective, they had one of the worst. You know, uh, Jim Schwartz literally is like an alcoholic. He's like, I'm done. Like he like the, the PR team didn't even know what to write when he went off. It was just. He's like, all right, no, I'm done. He like, I'm done. Like front, he like barely rolled his window down as he dipped out of the parking lot. He like still has his fob. 
that like PR's emailing him or whatever for his fob. They can't get to Jim. So terrible. Um, they, they lost Deuce McAllister who went to Detroit. That's going to hurt. Um, again, Sirianni's optic of that press conference wasn't ideal. Um, but I don't think it's an F and we're going to have an F and we'll get to an F, but it ain't an F. This is a C though. Cause I think from a philosophical standpoint, it's similar. And I think from the records perspective that they're going to have and how it differentiates from if they kept Dougie P, let's go get some ice cream. It's not by that much, but it's not bad. It's not an F. And, and, you know, again, shouts out Zach. I wouldn't be super concerned. I think the offense is going to get back to what it needs to be. Wow. I want to play for that guy. Um, next up, like I said, we gave that a C again. He's a good offensive guy, but I mean, you know, what, what was that? Uh, Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell. What a story. Um, I think if you said this a year ago to a lot of people, similar to the whole COVID paradigm, they wouldn't believe it. They might fight you for even bringing it up. Um, if you Google Dan Campbell, half of his photos look like, I don't know, somebody that just got a DUI. The other half looked like a cosplay of the dude from the Big Lebowski. But uh, legendary press conference. Um, great player for what he was. Um, great teacher, great coach. I have a Miami fan in my inner circle. Um, he remembers how good Campbell was uh, writing that ship for the end of the Philbin years there. He went five and seven as the interim coach, Miami. Um, having Sean Payton really take him under his wing is very impressive and important and has definitely gotten him to the place where he can take this job and really do go, do well with it. Um, I think his staff is absolutely phenomenal. They brought in DB's coach Aaron Glenn from the Saints to be the D coordinator. Again, knows the 4-3's Dennis Allen scheme. Was in the NFL for 12 years. Excellent player. Just Google him. Glenn with two ends. Offensively, they brought over Anthony Lynn. Obviously of Charger fame. Terrible at coaching special teams, but he's going to have the offense. Uh, did well with Tyrod Taylor when he was in Buffalo. That's the reason really he got the job out in uh, in L.A. to begin with. Um, you know, and, and, and what he did with Herbert, honestly, is so impressive that I'm not all in on the offense, but I think that he's good. And I think that it was one of the best people that they can get for that building. So I'm all in, in the sense of that staff that he's building. They also got Deuce McAllister of the Eagles, um, to be their run game coordinator, running back coach and assistant head coach. So similar to role that Dan Campbell had with Sean Payton in new Orleans is what's going to be going on there in Detroit. So I like that a lot. Um, and they also brought over the special teams coach from the Eagles uh, young guy. He's like 40 years old. FIP, I believe his last name is. And you look at the special teams of the Eagles. What do I think? Jake Elliott. Jake Elliott is a stud. Uh, he was a, a guy that's out of the league, right? With, with Cincy, he was drafted. You pick him up and they've done nothing with him, but be successful. Um, he's, he's kind of steady the ship there. And anytime I'm watching an Eagles game and he comes out to kick, I'm like, yeah, he's in a body that, and he does. Um, so good staff they're putting together. Uh, this to me is close to S tier. I think everything intangible, intangible, intangibly. Oh God. I don't even know if I said that right, but from an intangible perspective, right? The stuff that can't be charted, right? So the enthusiasm, the, the culture that he's going to build, 
the meetings, the atmosphere, the enthusiasm. That's really what they need. And that's the antithesis of what Matt Patricia was. So from that perspective, it's great. From an X's and O's perspective, from somebody that's going to come over with these complex schemes that you that you know are going to work, you know, he doesn't have that, but he has great teachers. I, I just kind of articulated to you the staff and the reason why. And so I'm all in from, from that perspective. They have great, great jerseys, um, you know, great history. You know, do you drive a Ford? No. Do you own a truck? No. Well, buy a truck? Yes. Is it a Ford? Probably yes. There you go. You're all in, right? So I'm going to give this an A again, you know. Not being contrarian here, I think a lot of people after seeing the stuff associated with the staff and the team kind of have that same feeling, but I'm right on board. Um, It's kind of hard to believe when you see things happening, right? I mean, COVID, I think it's just a good example of that. But a lot of times in life, day-to-day things, right? You don't see people age. Houston was respected. I mean, as a city, this team, Andre Johnson, fist-fighting people, Matt Schaub, big dick Matt Schaub, throwing it all over the place. I mean, those pick sixes were ridiculous. Get it together, Matt. But, you know, he's been a good podcast guest, good in the media out there. He's a funny guy. You know, J.J. Watts is stud. Brian Cushing was on Mad Roids out here, fist fighting, throwing up all over the place. It, good team. Aaron Foster, great personality, unique human being. Good jerseys. Again, like, had a lot of things going. But Gary Kubiak... And then slowly over the summer, I've been hearing, you know, dysfunction, dysfunction, dysfunction. And you hear it so much that it kind of becomes the connotation and it becomes the association you make yourself. And for a while now, I've been, that's what I think of, but I I still needed it to be qualified. And with Houston's hiring of David Culley, I think they did that. Um, you hear about the rumblings of Jack Easterby, who's basically, long story short, you can go on Reddit and look at the NFL subreddit. They'll explain it. Google him as Wikipedia. Um, but he's basically like an evangelical kind of life coach. Again, very associated with religion, nothing wrong, nothing bad, right, wrong, however you believe, whatever, but that's his background, right? It's not necessarily in football. It's not in ops. It's not in logistics. It's, it's in kind of a, you know, life coach. Um, and he's ascended his way in these organizations. He's tied with again, Nick Casario, that GM there in Houston who has full control. He's got absolutely crazy eyes. I mean, they're bugging out of his head, looking all over the place. Um, you know, if the world were to end and you're in an office building and the rules didn't apply and Nick would be the first guy, everybody would team up and, uh, you know, pipe his knee, you know, you pipe his knee, hit the side of it. Carol from accounting hits the other side of it. You know, there goes the PCL, but you know, those two guys really have full control in Houston and they have completely qualified all of the dysfunction there. And Deshaun Watson wants out. They don't seem to have Twitter uh, because he said it like 14 times. I'm an idiot on his couch, millions of miles away. Excuse me, not millions, thousands. And I know things that apparently the Houston front office doesn't know. So that's going to be fun to see because Watson's not going to play. He's paid and Houston's not willing to trade him, it appears. And they kind of seem to be all in on this Cully guy working specifically with Watson Maybe they kind of shoot, uh, you know, shoot away other candidates specifically because they knew Cully would come in and say yes and be that pawn to try and work and coexist with Deshaun, despite him really telling all y'all to, you know, hit the road. So, 
Um, defensively, I know that they're bringing over, uh, I'm actually not positive. Um, I thought I was going to say that they're going to keep their DC, but that's on offense. They keep in Tim Kelly, their offensive coordinator. If you look statistically at Deshaun Watson, he threw for 4,800 yards, number one in the NFL, like a four to one touchdown to interception ratio and almost 70% completion. And they won four games. It's one of the most ridiculous seasons that's gone underappreciated maybe of all time. So offensively keeping that together is a good thing. Cully does have a good track record as a coach, um, but that defense was the problem, and they're, they're doing nothing to address it. Cully himself, right, they're not, they're not going to radicalize that offense to change it. It's going to be good, but they, they don't have the – this doesn't change. You might as well have just kept Bill O'Brien. Give Bill O'Brien some more poppers and maybe an extra third-round pick, and this is a better situation than what you have right now. Um, you know, at least Bill O'Brien, right or wrong, can make a trade. So I'm going to give this an F. Again, I don't even really care. I'm totally out. You know, if the, if the NFL was a stock market, I am selling Houston. Um, J.J. Watt's going to be out. So their only option is trading all these people and getting that compensation. But again, like like I stated, the front office is hard bet on not doing that. So it sucks to be a Houston fan, I feel for you. Um yeah, there. Th- this hiring and, and this kind of transition to this new regime is NF. Damn, yo. So that's pretty much it. Like, I think, I think that's it. I think that's my first episode. Um, obviously, moving forward, we're gonna incorporate, um, you know, the other half of this tandem here. We're gonna give you some content that you guys will love. Um, you know, I love talking to them. We love having these conversations, and it's it appears that there's gonna be more craziness going on. I think there's. Some more hirings that we're going to talk about. Obviously, Sam Darnold's going to get moved. Jared Goff got moved. Watson's probably going to get moved, despite, again, what Houston thinks. So, uh, politically, there's a lot of stuff going on. I will be streaming this week with Matt again. I'll be doing a Twitch stream. I'll just be reading my Twitter. Um, And moving forward, I think this is how I want to do it. I want to do, you know, maybe an hour of sports. You know, I'll do an episode a week, and then an hour, kind of not necessarily politics, but more about kind of what's going on in the greater collective in the media. Um, and, and again, I think it's a cathartic process. And I literally just go through my Twitter with y'all and look at what's going on and retweet stuff from both sides and kind of pick at it and really look at the absurdity that it, that it truly is. Um, yeah, man, I'm super hype about doing this. If you listen to this, if you even hear this right now, I fucking love you. Um, so yeah, tell your friends, you know, retweet it, you know, tweet at me, you know, slide in, you know, do all that because uh i got a mic it's covid i got free time and unfortunately you're probably going to be hearing from me again i'll see y'all peace